0: Kenton, I am so happy to have you here on the Social Impact podcast because you designed, in my opinion, one of the coolest, most practical uh, social innovation of the past decade. It's uh, you know one of the things that seems so obvious when you explain it; it, it makes sense instantly, uh, and yet nobody before you launched such a product and uh, distributed it in more than 100 countries now to uh, I believe more than 300,000 uh, children living in poverty. Um, and it, it's a great example of a small thing, a shoe that uh, can grow, that you can wear for years, uh, that can make a lasting difference on so many children lives. And you've been promoting this concept of small things can make big difference. And for sure, we're gonna talk about that uh, later on. But my first question is uh, quite simple. How did you come up with the shoe that grows?
1: well uh you you gave a great introduction there i i uh <laughs> that was that was perfect i appreciated that uh, very kind words mm-hmm. and you know um I, i'll start by saying i am not a, an inventor by by nature i'm not an engineer i i really don't think that way so this was this has all been a very unexpected journey um, these last these last kind of ten years, but you know, for me, I right after college, I decided to travel the world uh, for about a year, and so I lived in Ecuador and then lived in Kenya. And when I lived in Kenya, I got to volunteer at a small orphanage, um, and I, I lived right there and worked there with the kids, and uh, just an incredible experience. But um, probably about two or three weeks into my time there. Uh, one day we were walking, uh, all the kids and I were walking down uh, uh, the road in our village. And it was I remember it was this really hot day, this dusty road. And as I looked down next to me, there's a little girl, uh, I'll never forget, she was wearing this uh, white dress. And as I looked down, I was just completely shocked at how mm-hmm. small her shoes were. She was wearing these shoes that were just way too small for her feet. Mm-hmm. Um, they were so small. She had to cut open the front to let her toes stick out. And I remember, like, I, I don't know if I I'd, if, if I'd never seen these shoes before, if she hadn't worn them before or what, but this was like the first time that I, that I noticed this. And uh, it just really, really bugged me, really, um, really impacted me. I looked around and a lot of the kids either had no shoes or they had uh, shoes that were just way too small. And so later that day, I asked the director of the orphanage, you know, why do so many kids have shoes that are, that are too small? And he said that more than a year before, they'd received a great um, shipment of uh, donated clothes and shoes and things, but they had not received any, any donations um, since then. And he said, you know, uh, it's a very poor orphanage. They can't afford to buy the kids new shoes every time their feet grow. And without any more donations, he said, you know, the kids, they just have to do the best with what they have. And sometimes the kids would trade with each other or kind of pass them down. Sometimes they just wouldn't wear any shoes, or or sometimes they'd cut open the front so their toes could stick out. Um, But just right then and there, I just had this idea, you know, hey, what if there was a pair of shoes that could adjust and expand their size? What if there was a pair of shoes that could grow? It seems like that would make sense. For these kids and you know it's the only idea I've ever had <laughs> but uh, uh, that's where it came from and uh, I wrote it down and, and when I got back home I really wanted to do something to try to make a difference and um, jumped in with that idea and it's been a, a fun journey with it ever since
0: brilliant and you know I'm, I'm listening to your story and the first key takeaway that we we can uh, take from it is for people that want to have an impact, people that want to innovate on the social field, um, you know, go on the ground and experience yes. firsthand uh, the reality of the day-to-day lives of the communities you, you want to help. And by doing that, by going on the ground in Kenya, living with these, ch- these uh, children, you were able to uh, to really uh, yeah get a sense of what they were living and then uh, have an idea to uh, address one of the problems of uh, of poverty.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you you highlighted that. Mm. That to to me that's one of the most important things, especially if you're looking at um, in, innovation and you know if you want to really try to improve something and do it better, um, you can't do that from far away. You know, like you, I I, I love Tom's shoes. I was mm. somewhat aware before I did my traveling that. There were kids around the world who didn't have shoes, and that that was a problem. Um, but I didn't I didn't understand it until I you know lived yeah. in Kenya. I saw it you know happening. I saw what a difference it makes when kids have shoes versus when they don't. I mean, it just it just took on such a such a personal level too. You know, I got to know the kids, mm. and I I wanted them to have a good pair of shoes because they were my friends, and yeah. I, I I really cared about them. And so yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And then especially for anyone who really wants to help with you know, international poverty, um, to to go. Travel, you know, if, if you're able. Yeah. Uh, I I know right now things are a little crazy with travel, but you know, yeah, travel if you can, live with people, get get close to people and and get there in the trenches and it's amazing what you'll learn um not only about others, but what you learn about yourself too. Um, and I'll even throw out a little tidbit. It's not like everything went perfectly on yeah. my travels. You know, I had so many things that went wrong. Um, it, it's not easy. And uh, and yet it was looking back, it was one of the best things I've, I've ever done in my life. And I encourage anybody um, to, yeah, to get out there yeah. and uh, really, really
0: experience stuff. Exactly. And it was a long process. It, it was not that easy to... Uh, come up with the shoe that to to produce it. Uh, I believe it took you and your team uh, six years from having your idea to start uh, distributing uh, shoes. Um, What happened during these six years? What were your your main uh, challenges for you folks?
1: Yeah, great, great question. (laughs) So uh, it did. So once I got back home, I decided to jump in with the idea. I grabbed a few friends and and uh, we, we kind of jumped in together. But, you know, we didn't, again, I, I was not an engineer, not an inventor, didn't know what I was doing, especially with shoes. Uh, so the first thing we tried to do was just give the idea away. We didn't really care who did it. We just wanted someone to do it. We thought it was a good idea to, to have a growing shoe available for, for kids in, in poverty. And uh, so for uh, at least a year, we tried to give it away just for free uh you know nike reebok adidas crocs toms everybody um i I talked to probably 30 different shoe companies and and everybody said no um so i decided to do it on on our own um went out in the garage for a few months and just trying to piece together different shoes and cut them up glue this glue that you know just trying to make a prototype and if uh if anyone is ever in Nampa Idaho and wants to uh come by our office you can you can see the world's worst shoe prototypes we we just did a terrible job we we didn't know what, what we were doing yeah. so we knew that the the big companies didn't want to help us we knew we couldn't do it on our own and we finally through a roundabout way we finally found um a small shoe design company mm. Uh, in in Portland, Oregon, that had just gotten started, and we told them our idea, and and they loved it, and they they helped us um, really. We wouldn't be here today without mm-hmm. them. They they helped us go through a bunch of ideas, a bunch of iterations, make that real first prototype, um, and then we did a little bit of fundraising. By by that time, we had started our nonprofit mm-hmm. uh, called Because International. give it some structure. So we did did a little bit of fundraising and had enough money to make a hundred pairs of the prototype. And then my wife and I took them back to Kenya, put them in four different schools and had kids try them out um, for about a year. Got some great feedback from the kids uh, wearing the shoes and uh, that kind of got us to the first batch. We were able to make Mm -hmm. a first batch of 3,000 pairs, and uh, they lived in the, the guest bedroom of my house, and and I was really happy, I, and I really thought that's all it was ever going to be. Yep. You know, we had, we had done what we set out to do. We made what we called uh, the shoe that grows. Mm-hmm. It could grow five sizes, it could last for years, and we were just really happy with it, and it was kind of a hobby. Um, I had a different full-time job, a, a different career. It was just kind of something I did on the side, and and that's that's all I ever thought it was gonna be. But yeah, that from from when I jumped in with the idea to when we had that first batch of three thousand pairs, it, it took six years.
0: Awesome. Well, it's a good thing you you didn't uh, give up because obviously uh, today, uh, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, your your shoes have been distributed in in more than uh, one hundred countries. And I believe you even manufactured those shoes in Kenya, the country where it all started?
1: Yes, we do. We're really excited about that. And and I should say, you know, I I gave up uh many times mm-hmm. but I only gave up for an hour or two. I, <laughs> I remember uh I, again, I, I never want to give the impression that this was easy. Yeah. I think anybody that does anything, you know, it's it's um it, it's never really easy, but uh for me I I knew I didn't want to burn out entirely, so I'd I'd let myself, uh, you know, have have a tough night and get real frustrated, and you know I'll I'll just go watch a movie or I'll go go eat some ice cream or something. Yeah. You know, I, I I think doing that really allowed me to to take a little perspective and kind of keep on going. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was difficult. It was tough and. So glad that my friends and and so many others encouraged me to keep going, um, and so then, yeah, we had our shoes. We were so excited, but we never we never wanted to just stop there we We really wanted to try to squeeze as much impact mm-hmm. out of this um, as we could, so not only getting shoes uh distributed to kids who need them, but we thought, you know, how could we bring Um, as many jobs as we can through this process Mm -hmm. and our first goal was to produce the shoes where they're being used the most Um, so of the hundred countries where they're being used um, east africa kenya uganda ethiopia um, that's that's really one of the areas where they're used the most where we have a lot of shoes uh, distributed and so we we looked into uh, producing there and it took a while but we, yes, as of today, we produce all of our shoes at a local factory in Kenya, and it brings about um, 15 jobs, um, the, the people that work at the factory who just, just work on producing our shoes, and they make such a great product, it's very high quality, uh, just a great pair of shoes, and uh, so a lot of them stay right there. We have a mm. full-time employee on our team who lives in Nairobi. So we keep inventory in Nairobi and we also then send shoes back here to the US and uh, keep inventory here here in Idaho as well.
0: Okay, great. Well, that's a, I think it's a great way to maximize your social impact. And, and uh, yeah, uh, it's been more than 10 years now since you've had the idea of uh, the shoe that grows and you certainly uh, made it happen, um, but you are not stopping there. I understand uh, you have plans to continue designing products to alleviate poverty um beyond just the shoe so yeah products are you yeah working on
1: yeah great great question so you know we reached a point a few years ago the 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 team and i we we really thought you know are are we just a shoe company you know should we just focus on our on our our product the the shoe that grows um or do we want to do more than that and I think we all knew that we, we, we really wanted to do more than that. We really felt like um, not just shoes, but there are other products and, and essentially small products. That's kind of what we work with mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really felt like there are small products uh, that that really just make a big difference. And there are still challenges that need solutions. There are still um, issues that, that we think small products could help um, help be a uh, one one solution uh, in in to fight against those issues so we we just really believe in the power of these small products to make a big difference and so then the question became well who who should think of new ideas for these small products and kind of what we talked about earlier you know um, we we knew that you do kind of have to be in the trenches and and living in those situations to really understand what's happening mm-hmm. um, and now i'm I'm not you know I don't live in in kenya anymore i I just live here in my hometown in in idaho in the u s and 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 the majority of our team does as well. so we really thought you know we we believe in in the power of these small products. we want to help bring more small products that can make a difference you know to the world but we're not going to be the ones to to think of the ideas or or design or create them but luckily like of course there are so many people around the world who are living in these situations who have amazing ideas for products that can make a difference and so we thought you know if there's anything we can do to help them because we saw ourselves it took me six years to work on my idea Lots of challenges, lots of ups and downs. And so, and, and I had many people help me along the way. So, we thought if we can do anything to help others with their ideas for products that can make a difference, uh, let's do it. So, we, did, we started this new program last year. We call it the Pursuit Incubator. We're trying to help global entrepreneurs pursue uh, their small product ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, we worked with 18 um, global entrepreneurs. Uh, this year, we actually just just this week, we're launching our first cohort of the year. So we have 10 entrepreneurs in a, in a cohort. Uh, it's a 60-day online training that helps the entrepreneurs take the next step with their idea. Mm. Uh, some of them have a great idea, and they're still working on the design, and we're going to help them with that. Others have already created a, a prototype or a kind of a finished product, and they, don't, they just don't quite have the right business uh, model around it. And so we're, we're also helping them with that too. But um, yeah, we are so excited to come alongside these amazing global entrepreneurs mm. who have great ideas for a product that they think could make a difference. And uh, if anybody out there is listening, you think you've got a great idea, um, please get in touch with us. We would love to help you, whatever stage you're at, we'd love to help you with your idea because we essentially, we want to recreate what we did with our shoes. Hmm. Uh, what we feel you know with our shoes, it's a great product that that meets a need and, and and can help people who use it. And then it's also bringing jobs through the the production, through the the business side of the of the product. and we want to help others do that. Great products that help people. And also job creation and, and increased economy through a, a good, solid business yeah. um, around the product. So, yeah, we're super excited. And, you know, to be honest, I think as we grow, the, the work we're doing through that incubator, the work we're doing to support entrepreneurs is going to be the, the bulk of our work um, at some point. I think our shoes were really just our start. Yeah. And uh, I'm so excited to see who we can help and, and how far they can go.
0: Awesome. Well, it's great to see that you are uh, trying to, you know, build this whole uh, social entrepreneurship uh, ecosystem for, for products to alleviate poverty. Uh, You also have a a project that I love it's grow five. So I I love the fact that, you know, you created a purely uh, social product to be distributed distributed uh, for children in highly disadvantaged areas. Uh, And then you you notice that you might have uh, also a large demand uh, for the same product in your home in in the US. Um, And if you can make some well-deserved profits from your product, I think it's amazing, uh, especially if a portion of sales uh, will help support uh, your social entrepreneurship incubator and uh, your non-profit side of the business. Uh, My my question is... uh, was it challenging to create a commercial branch from a nonprofit uh, enterprise?
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> that'd, be a, uh, that'd be a simple answer. You know, I mean, it wasn't, um, it's not impossible by any means. Uh, it, we, we really look to see what other examples are there of, of someone who started a nonprofit first and then saw that their solution um, had had some commercial uh, possibilities. And, and maybe we just aren't very good at research, but we, we didn't find very many examples of, of people who've done that. And so we didn't see a blueprint to follow. And we kind of we kind of tried to try to make one up a little bit. Um, and so that, that was kind of the first challenge was it, it, just, it just wasn't very common. Um, to to have this happen, the the reverse people who've started a, a commercial company, and then they'd like to add you know a foundation or a kind of a nonprofit arm to it. That's a little bit more common. Um, and then of, of course there are so many you know uh, commercial companies that operate as you know with with their B Corp certification or you know they just they're just very socially conscious and that's that's wonderful as well. But um, you know so the first thing we we needed to get our leadership. Um really, really on the same page with with the vision of of what we were trying to do, and really, what we were trying to do was find a way to get more revenue to the nonprofit that was that's kind of our first goal with offering the, this this commercial shoe. Uh, we had a lot of people asking if they could buy our shoes commercially, and we always said no. They really just wasn't something that we did mm-hmm. it, that wasn't part of our mission as a nonprofit. Um, but as we saw people asking, we thought, you know, if, if they're willing to buy them, if we can sell them for a profit, and if a portion of that could come back to, the, to our nonprofit work, um, hey, that's, that's just like a fundraiser, right? Like that's, you mm-hmm. know, that, not that it's free money, but it, it's a great opportunity um, that, that we, need to, we need to take advantage of. And so that, that's really where it started. Um, our board of directors on the nonprofit, they, they totally saw that. Um, there was a a few challenges, but, um, for the most part, they saw that opportunity. Uh, and so the nonprofit owns the majority of our commercial Mm -hmm. company. Um, and, and we love that connection. And then on the commercial side, we, yeah, we kinda, we kinda launched with a Kickstarter. We, we wanted to see the interest and, um, had a great launch. Um, you know, truth be told, it's gone slow since Mm -hmm. then. Uh, we're not, we're not great at selling a commercial product yet but we are learning how to do it. Um, and we sell maybe, uh, 50 to 75 pairs of, of our commercial shoes, uh, a month. And, uh, and so it's, it's not nothing, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, it's not, not anything gigantic yet. We sell on our website, grow five, uh, G R O F I V E grow and And they're also available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting. We, you know, we, we want to do well there because the better we do with our commercial sales money comes back to the nonprofit. At the same time, it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's not an, it's not a a nonprofit. (laughs) You know, it's a, it's a commercial business. We're trying to sell shoes. We're trying to sell them at a, at a profit, you know, with a good margin. Um, We're, we're having, you know, honestly, we're having a little trouble, uh, with the brand and how to tell the story, um, it's 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 not the shoe that grows. It's it's uh, it's it's a diff- little different story, uh, and yet it's all about that. It's I don't know. It's really it really has been interesting. It hasn't been just a seamless transition, and uh, we're learning how to do it better. And I'd encourage anyone if if for some reason you're in that same position, um, give us a holler. We'd love to talk to you about it. Uh, there's another really interesting company that has done a similar thing. Um, they did it about a year after we did. Um, they're called Eco Soap Bank, mm-hmm. um, and they, I, I believe, if I'm getting it right, uh, Samir. Um, I'm 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 not recalling his last name, but their founder, his name is Samir. Um, Samir started the nonprofit first, but then the soap that they were making. Uh, it was just awesome, okay. and uh, they they thought there was some commercial opportunity there, and so they started with a Kickstarter as well. They ran a very successful Kickstarter and launched a a commercial side of of their product too mm-hmm. and uh, so there are some there are some examples out there and um um but really it was it' was just kind of a weird situation, and we tried to make the best of it, and we're still still trying to work hard to uh to do well with a non-profit and and do well with this uh, commercial company too
0: yeah but i can definitely see a link and it, it makes sense in my opinion to to have a, a commercial side to uh, help thrive the the whole non-profit ecosystem um i watched your ted talk and it was a very successful ted talk i, I noticed the audience was quite uh, resp- responsive which is not always the case for for ted talks And I loved your view on what you call practical compassion. And you've been a champion of practical compassion uh, all throughout your your career. And it's a concept that is easy to understand. And I see a lot of value in uh, further promoting uh, this idea. So for our listeners and our viewers, uh, can you introduce us to this notion of practical compassion? How would you define it?
1: Yeah, practical compassion, uh, to me, it's it's doing small things that make a big difference. I really believe in the power of small things. And for me, I'm, I'm a very simple guy. I, I really am. I'm, mm. I'm, you know, I don't have a a doctorate, you know, from Harvard or, or anything like that. I'm not a, not a celebrity. I'm not, not a billionaire. You know, I, I'm really just a simple guy from a small town in a place nobody's ever heard of. And and so I always grew up with this attitude of, you know, if you can do something to help, you know, you should do it. And, and in the midst of that, it's good to be smart. You, you, you mm-hmm. want to be sustainable with what you do and, and you don't want to cause more harm than good. You know, there's, there's a lot to think about. But in the end, it's really, to me, it's pretty simple. Like if you have a chance to help somebody, if you have a chance to show compassion, um, especially in really practical ways. You know, um, for me, it was, boy, there are these kids around me who are outgrowing their shoes and they don't have any options for more. What if I make them a shoe that could grow? Hmm. Then they could just adjust it whenever their feet would grow and they still have a pair of shoes that fit. Does that solve every problem for these kids? You know, the the 300,000 pairs of shoes that we've gotten out there, are those kids all perfectly fine now? Like, not at all. They still have challenges and issues. They still have really big problems that they're gonna face. But does it help? Does it make a difference? I believe that it does 100%. And so I'm just a big, big fan of this belief that small things really do make a big difference and there's power in small things. And and if you can live your life with practical compassion, even if you only help one person, that's, that's a great place to start. And, and that's probably the other part of it for me too. I, I can get really uh, overwhelmed sometimes. I, I remember even on my trip to Kenya, and not that it's a broken place by any means. The people are wonderful. It is an amazing country. Um, but there are challenges. And I saw myself getting overwhelmed by the challenges that they face. And where do you start? you know, clean water, food, you know, health, education. Uh, there's just so many places where there are, are challenges. And here in the U.S. as well. I mean, here at home as well. I, I have the same the same kind of thoughts. I can get overwhelmed by the challenges that, that the world is facing. And especially now with what's happening with, with uh, you know, COVID-19. Yeah. It's overwhelming if you allow it to be. Because it's so hard to think of the perfect solution it's so hard to think of the silver bullet solution that's going to solve every problem. But if you take an approach where you know that, you know, small things really can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And if you try to see the world through the lens of practical compassion, looking for ways to help, even if it just helps one or two people, even if it just helps in a small way, um, hey, that's, that's something I can do. That's something anybody can do. That's something a kid could do, a teenager could do, uh, you know, an, an older person could do. You know, not all of us are Bill Gates. Not all of us can can donate, you know, millions and millions of dollars to to make a really big difference in, in that kind of a way. Um, but, you know, I uh, some anybody can can run a little Facebook campaign to try to raise a hundred dollars. You know, or anybody can go to their neighbor and ask how they could help anybody can check in with someone that they know at work and see how they're doing. You know what I mean? So, so for me, like I, that gets me off the couch that gets Mm -hmm. me up and gets me going. If I know that I could do something small, it doesn't have to be perfect, but even if it helps somebody that, that, that matters, that makes a difference. So that's what really caused me to do my, my shoe idea. That's what gets me going even today uh, as I, you know, still need motivation to to try to go out and make a difference. I know that I can do something today that's small, but that that small thing really is going to make a big difference. And I encourage anybody to, if you're, if you haven't ever done anything, if you, if you're not, if you're not sure where to start, just think of one thing to do and and do it, you know, or if you've been working at this for a while, if you've mm-hmm. got something that you love doing, and and you wonder if it really does matter, I, I want to tell you today, it matters. It matters to people. It matters and it makes a difference and you need to keep going and keep doing it. Small things, there really is a lot of power mm. in small things.
0: Yeah, and they, they all add up, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. One simple things and one other, like, as you said, you might not um, solve poverty with shoes, but it's still one of the problem that you are bringing something new uh to the table and another organization will work on water uh, for example so it, mm-hmm. it, it all uh, adds up at the end of the day yep. well i believe that's that was a very uh, inspiring uh, way to uh, to end our, our discussion today uh, kenton thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your journey and and uh, insights on uh, the social issue you you are trying uh, to solve uh because international.org What else?
1: You know, that's a
0: great place to start. Uh, Or if, if people want to uh,
1: just, you could Google the shoe that grows. That's a great way to find us too. Uh, We're on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And uh, I just want to say thanks so much for this conversation. uh, One. this was, Mm -hmm. this was fun. You asked great questions and uh, appreciate you and what you're doing. And um, yeah, excited to see who listens to this. And if we can, uh, can get them involved or help them out in any way uh, please 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 anybody feel free to reach out to us reach out to me we are all in this together